0: Attention, all Calling All Cars listeners. Next week, Calling All Cars will not be heard on Tuesday night, but on Thursday night at 8.30, and on every Thursday night thereafter. Calling All Cars, a copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Los Angeles Police calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 230 at Pier A in San Pedro. Investigate the trouble. Call an ambulance if needed. That's all. Rolls and quits. Days, justice was faintly tempered with merciless trials, such as the trial by fire. On occasion, a defendant was required to hold his hand in a blazing fire, and if he made no outcry and wasn't burned, he was free. Well, friends, the amazing new Real Lube motor oil I've been telling you about is being put to that identical test every hour of the day by an ever-growing army of motorists. And it always emerges with a clean bill of health to be justly acclaimed as the finest, toughest, smoothest motor oil sold in the West. I've tried Real Dr. Lindsley, and believe that it's a fact, but what's the reason? Well, the reason, Mr. Merrill, is as important as it's simple. Real Lube is forced to run the gamut of an exceptional refining process that definitely kills off and completely removes sludge, carbon-forming elements, and other foreign matter. Moreover, this great 100% peritone-based oil is thoroughly de-waxed and de-jellied. That's what gives Rio Lube such Herculean film strength. That's why Rio Lube can't break down under the intense heat of any speed, no matter how fast you drive. That's why 150 railroads, eight major airlines and motorists of 45 nations of the world use this same type of oil. Friends, when you turn into the red and white Rio Grande station in your neighborhood for your Rio Grande-cracked gasoline, give your motor another good turn by getting a refill of Rio Lube. One trial will convince you, too. It's the finest motor oil sold in the West. We are honored tonight to have with us Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department. Chief Davis. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The constantly increasing problems of law enforcement are each year, making it more essential that the public indicate in a very direct manner its interest in law enforcement and its desire to cooperate in efforts to combat crime. No police department can be developed to a point where it will be able to operate without the wholehearted cooperation of those who are concerned about the best interests of their community. The attitude that law enforcement is a problem solely for those who are professionally engaged in police work must be replaced by the realization that the individual citizen has as real a place in law enforcement as has the officer. The public should indicate its unquestioned support in movements to apprehend and prosecute those who violate the law. We shall not deal in tonight's story with the efforts made to prevent justice from being done to the criminal involved, but those efforts are a matter of record. It is sufficient that justice was obstructed. I shall be with you again at the end of the program. The hands of the ship's chronometer crept toward midnight aboard the city of Los Angeles as four seamen made their way down the gangplank and toward a taxicab standing on the pier. Who wants to stay on board a ship on a night like this? This is this sort of night when a fellow needs a girl, a bottle of wine, a place on the beach. Uh-uh. He's loose again. Yeah, he gets that way every time the moon's full. <laughs> Come on, let's grab a taxi and see what we can find to do. Oh. You fellas have to do something. Can't you ever just take Thanks. things easy? Do you always have to be doing something? Sure, we do. Come on, let's go find a place where we can get a drink. Okay. Hey, driver. Driver. Look, uh, the driver, we're after a drink. Uh, you know where we can get some good liquor? Sure. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go then. Looking for anything besides liquor? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, don't kid me. You know what I mean. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. Let's go. Me too. <laughs> Ashore, that's going ashore.
1: Come on in. We'll need
0: you to drive us back. Okay, I'll stick around. Well, come on, fellas. Let's, let's get that drink, All huh? Right. All right, Jack. Got some customers for you. Okay, take them in the bar. Right on through the kitchen, fellas. Sure. Don't so let him hear you say that. He's been drinking. All right, how many drinks do you guys want? Four for us and one for the driver. You, know, you don't count so good. You count me in and I buy every third drink, you fucker. Ah, keep your shirt on. All right, pour yourself a drink and forget it. Yeah. Hey, driver, what's your name? Card. Why? Oh, I just got tired of calling you driver. Hey, here's your car. liquor, boy. It'll be three bucks. Three bucks? Yeah, sure. Six drinks and four bits of drink. Well, right, let me see. Six drinks. Oh, yeah, all right, but it's pretty stiff, ain't it? Oh, forget it, though. Here, I'll pay for them. This was my idea anyway. The party's on me. Here you are. Three dollars. Thanks, buddy. It's to you. <coughs> well, when you want another one, yell. I'll be in the kitchen. <laughs> sure. Hey, look, guys. What's in that room there? Why don't you find out for yourself? Yeah, I think I will. Hey, you want to order you another drink? Sure, but Nick is better than that last one. That won't be hard. <laughs> hey, Clark, bring in another round. Okay, coming up. She's a mighty poor liquor for four beef. Hey, fella, there's a girl in there. She's crying. <laughs> Probably that Fanny or scared her. Shut up. Sit down, Sean. I'll ask you what's the matter. You take my advice and stay out of there. What's eating, Silver
1: Where's why? Oh, who are you?
0: Just the sailor.
1: Oh, please go away.
0: I'm not going to hurt you.
1: No, I, I don't believe you would.
0: Of course I wouldn't.
1: You're not like the others. No. Why?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Oh, I'm glad. How old are you? Seventeen.
0: Mother is yours. Who brought you here? Oh,
1: please, please don't ask me anymore. Just just go. But why? He'll kill you. I know he will. Who will? Jack, that that man out there, the one who serves the drinks. He'll
0: he'll kill you. (laughs) He won't do anything to me. Forget him. Tell me about yourself.
1: What? I I don't know why I should, but somehow i trust you. You seem different from the other men.
0: How different?
1: What? I can't explain it, but when you came through that door and and just stood there, like you are now, and looked at me, oh, everything seemed different, brighter maybe, like...
0: Like what?
1: Like all this was a, a sort of a dream.
0: It is. I know.
1: I only wish it were a dream.
0: How long have you been here
1: In this place? Yes. A week?
0: How long have you been with that fellow, Clark? Four months. Uh, Where's your home?
1: In Arizona. I met Jack there. I I was working. He made love to me. I liked him then. I, I thought I loved him. We were going to get married. Then he had to leave Arizona and come back here to California. He said he had a job for me, so... I came here to see him and to work. And then he told me he was broke. That he didn't have a job for me. and If I didn't want to starve, I, I'd have to live here.
0: I've got to get you out of here.
1: Oh, no, you, you mustn't try anything like that. He'll you, kill you. I know him. Listen,
0: I'll get you out of here if it's the last thing I do. Look, but here's a little roll. I bought for a flower girl tonight in a place where we were drinking. You take it. Keep it. It's a place that I will come back. That I will take you away from me. What's the
1: matter?
0: Haven't you heard what I was saying? What is it?
1: In that door behind you, it's
0: Clark. Yeah. It's Clark. Indian Jack, sailor. What are you doing in this room? Keep away from me. Sure I will as soon as I'm through Oh, don't,
1: you. Jack, please. Be
0: quiet, Put you. that knife down.
1: Please, please don't hurt him, Jack. He wasn't doing anything. We were just talking. Yeah, I heard you.
0: And you gave the little girl a pretty posy to remind her that you'd be back to take her away from all this, did you? Well, here's what you will take, what you say, uh-huh. and this, uh-huh. and this. Uh-huh.
1: We're out of here, all of you. Yeah. You're a
0: bunch of drunken bums. Get out of uh-huh. here. Hey, car, get these bums out of here. Dump them someplace and forget this address. Get going. How much? Three bucks. Here. Silver, what's wrong? Just a doctor. I've been stabbed. Stabbed? Where? Right here. The below. Gee, you're bleeding. Hey, John, Bill, call an ambulance. the house on the 251st Street. The man and the girl have been joined by a third figure. Hey, what's the idea of the hurry call, Clark? Oh, shut up and help me get this stuff into the car. What's eating you? Yeah. What's the hurry? I've got to get out of here. We had some trouble in here a while ago. A bunch of guys started a fight and I had to throw them out.
1: That's a lie. You know it is. Huh? You started that fight. You cut that boy with that knife lying there on the table. you
0: trap shutter. I'll shut it for you.
1: I'm not afraid of you. You won't do anything to me now.
0: Oh, is that so... <laughs> holder and an iron wedge. Oh, you sure wallop her. Huh? Get fed up on that Dane's lip. I'm gonna let her have what I gave that sailor if she don't lay off the I'll gas. Take it easy, Dick. The hang guys for that kind of stuff around here. Yeah? Well, I ain't gonna stretch. You better get out of sight if you bump somebody off. Who says I bumped anybody? Why, I thought you did. Well, don't go jumping to conclusions, see. I just had a fight with a mug, that's all. Okay, okay, forget it. Take your phone for me, phone. You gotta get me out of here till this blows over. I ain't got no place to take you. You can put me up at your place. Not to that. I'll let you say that tonight. What you do after that is your affair. I ain't gonna get mixed in any more of your deals. You're in this one, ain't you? Yeah. But when you leave here tonight, I'm finished. <laughs> Yellow, huh? Call it what you want to, pal. But I'm through with your record. Yeah? Okay, fella. You get me over to LA, and I don't give a rap what you do. <laughs> Meanwhile, responding to an ambulance follow-up call, officers found Cicero De Silva dying in seaside Hospital. In spite of the frantic efforts of the surgeons, the young sailor died. His companions of the evening were taken to headquarters, questioned by Detective Lieutenant Farrell and Pruitt, loaded in the car and taken to search for the taxi driver. See anybody hanging around those cabs that looks like the guy that drove you out? No, uh, not so far. Well, be bluffing. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is it? There's the guy. Right over there. One standing with that sedan? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, we'll whip around there and talk to him. I wish they fix the brakes on these wrecks. Mm, me too. Hey, you. Come here, will you? What's on your mind? Hiya, boys. Hello, guy. I want you to show us where you took these fellows last night. What's the idea? We're police officers. We want to look that place over. And we want to talk to you. No, wait a minute. I don't know nothing about that place. Well, you knew enough about it to take these boys out there. Yeah, that's all I did to. Did you see a fight out there last night? No, I never saw no fight. What Clark say something about a bunch of bums. Next thing I know, he's telling me to dump these boys someplace and forget the address. Oh, so he told you to dump them out, did he? Sure. I brought them back to the ship. Uh, where's Clark now? I don't know. Maybe my boss does. He was out there after I left. Where's he? In that little joint right over there, getting a cup of coffee. Call him over here. Okay. Hey, boss. Boss. Come out here a minute. Some fellas want to talk to you. Be out in a minute. Didn't know you boys made a risk for bootlegging. Bootlegging? Sure. That's all that boy Clark does. A little bootlegging. Yeah, that's what you think. What's in your mind, Gary? Well, these fellas is cops, boss. You want some dope on Clark. Yeah? What do you want to know about him? Where is he? I don't know. Oh, I don't have to stat stuff. I'm telling you the truth. Now, look. Two of our men, Griffin and Thomas, have been out to that place on 251st Street. And we know he's not there. Who told you the address? The boy who got stabbed out there. He told the doctor just before he died. Now, ah, look here. I don't want to get mixed up in anything. I don't know where Clark is now. I took him to my place last night, and he slept there. Me and the girl sat around in the kitchen all night. Or rather, what was left of it when we got home. Where'd Clark go this morning? Well, we started back to San Pedro. My car broke down. Clark went over to a filling station and made a deal with a Jap vegetable man to bring him and the girl back here. It's something about seeing a fellow over on West tent Clark claimed this fellow had a gun that belonged to him. You know who this fellow was? Yeah, it's like his name was Luigi or something like that. Oh, I know that fellow, Bob. Hmm. He runs a taxi business over there. Yeah, that's the one. Clark said he could get this guy to take him to Los Angeles. All right, we'll have a talk with him. Meantime, if this bird shows up, keep your mouth shut and call us, will you? Sure, glad to. <laughs> Brewitt and Farrell interview Luigi and obtain the information that Clark has rented a home in Culver City. Farrell, you come in here with me. We'll take the front door. The rest Good of you job. boys can cover the back of the place. If this lug takes a powder on us. Let him have it. He's tough. Watch out for knives, though. Okay, let's get going. Yeah, quiet in here. Yeah. Yeah. Here goes. I heard somebody inside. I wonder if he's in just lying there. Yeah. 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 Get him up, Clark. we are got huh? cupboard. What is this? Save it. Where's your gun? Uh, in that drawer over there. Okay, boys. Come on in. Uh, here's his gun, folks. 32 Savage. Got a knife, Clark? Knife. Yes. Knife. Things you cut people with. A pocket knife in my sweater pocket over there. Come on, where's the girl? In the other room. Pull her out. Hey, May! Come on out here. You needn't be looking at that gun so close it ain't been fired in two years. Maybe not. Maybe you use knives instead. Well, shooting or stabbing, what's the difference? It's a rope either way. No, I never stab nobody. No? No. i had a fight with a guy. Punched him a couple of times, actually. Yeah, you punched him a couple of times with a butcher knife in your hand. Oh, May, come over here, man
1: yes,
0: What do you know about this?
1: You keep your trap shut. Oh, down. you
0: won't do anything. Pipe down. All right, May.
1: Yes. I saw the fight. I saw him with the knife in his hand. I saw the whole thing. He killed him. I saw him do it.
0: Well, how about it, Clark? He's a lion.
1: Oh, no, I'm not. You know it, too. I'm not afraid of you now. I'll never be afraid of you anymore. Oh, he was kind to me the only man who was ever kind to me. He, he gave me a rose. Look, just a little rose, but he gave it to me as a pledge. He said he'd take me away from here, away from this man. But now he can. He killed him. He caught him with that knife. Oh, I'll never forget how he looked. How he, he stood there and looked at me. You knew he was going to die. And you did it. You killed
0: him! Why, man? <laughs> How can you stand there and say things like that? Why, well, things like that'll hang a man. For six weeks, the forces of the law moved to bring Earl Jack Clark to justice. At last, on the 6th of July, Clark stood before Judge Sidney M. Reeves in the Superior Court of the County of Los Angeles and heard the death sentence go down. In February 1926, Los Angeles completed its new hall of justice. In the jail atop this new building, Earl Clark awaited the outcome of a petition for a new trial. For weeks, some of the more dangerous prisoners, Clark among them, had been showing signs of mutiny. To avoid trouble, a dozen of the most desperate had been transferred to Tank 12. On the morning of March 16th, a new turnkey reported for duty in the jail. Any signs of trouble from that bunch in Tank 12? No, not today. Had a little scuffle with them yesterday, but they quieted down. About time to feed them, isn't it? Yeah, just about. You better watch those babies. They just as soon kick your face in as to look at you. So I heard. Well, I'm used to handling tough ones. I can take care of them. Maybe so. There's an order against going in that tank alone. I wouldn't take any chances if I were you. Okay, I'll watch. Okay, I'll be seeing you. we think I'll give the boys their breakfast. All right, it's on the truck in the hall. Oh, watch out for that scaffolding down at the end of the corridor. It's loose. When are they going to get this place finished? I don't know, another month maybe. Well, I'll be seeing you. So long. Oh, uh, the key to the master lock's on a ring in the desk there. All right. You better keep it in your pocket. It unlocks the main lock that automatically unlocks all the cell doors. You better get the food in there before you unlock them. I'll take care of them. Don't worry. Okay. So long. I'll be seeing you. Come and get it or I'll throw it out. <laughs> you want to take him now? Yeah. Now
1: listen,
0: you just got his hand. I'll take him. Watch you get his keys. Okay. And when we get outside, we'll lock him in. Get down to the next floor and out on that ledge that runs around the outside of the building. There's only a little ways to the fire escape from there. We can get to the ground and still be inside the building. Outside. We'll tight. We run into another God. guard. And, then, careful, and them scaffolds hold him. Hey, up. do you want this stuff or not? Come oh, on! Get out. Get down, you? Listen, yeah. guy, don't get me in there, back pocket. Yeah, what are you gonna do about it? Get his hands, Ed. I gotta get off my face! Hike down. Hey, gagging joke come on, open your mouth. Gonna put a bit in there, you <laughs> <lugs. That's> <laughs> <Ed>. <laughs> hmm. Nice work, boys. Got the keys, Clark? Yeah, let's scram. Mm-hmm. Better fix our boyfriend up before we go. Here you get up. <clears throat> this will hold you for a while. <laughs> Come on, you sir! Right, let's go. Come on. Before the last man had disappeared down the street, the escape was discovered. Officials immediately set in motion one of the county's most gigantic manhunts. By night, all three of the fugitives were back in jail. Within a week, two more were caught. But Indian Jack Clark, the killer of Cicero de Silva, had disappeared. Spring passed into summer, summer into winter, but the killer still eluded police. In the little city of Minot in North Dakota, the feathery flakes of snow were falling past as the December day weakened and died. Before a fire in a cozy cottage, a man and woman are talking. I tell you, I'm not crazy, Rosalie. I saw him do it.
1: Oh, Bob, you're just jealous. You've been trying to cause trouble ever since I married Ed Miller. Well, I'm not going to stand for it any longer. When Ed comes home tonight, I'm going to tell him what you've told me. All right,
0: tell him. I know I'm right, and I'm going to talk to the police about
1: it. Why do you want to do this to me?
0: I love you, Rosalie. I've loved you ever since we were kids in school together. I thought I had a chance once. I did have to, didn't I?
1: Oh, I, I don't know.
0: Yes, you do you know. You told me so lots of times before, you know, before this fellow Miller came along. I've even thought that someday maybe, well, I thought, everybody thought.
1: Oh, what do you Yes, Bob. Um, what's the you? Look at me Rosa. Oh, please. Please, Bob. Please don't. Look at me.
0: Tell me there isn't any use. Go on, tell me now.
1: Please. Please, please, you're hurting me.
0: You see, you can't look at me and tell me you don't still love me. You married Ed Miller for spite, pure spite, and you know it. You're still in love with me, Rosalie. No.
1: No, Baba, No, I'm not.
0: You see, you can't lie. Even to yourself. You know I'm not.
1: Oh... Oh, what are we going to do?
0: I'm going to tell what I know about him. But
1: that's not being a very good sportsman,
0: Why should we think of that? He never did. I'm not going to let a misguided notion of sportsmanship rob me of my chance at happiness.
1: Oh, maybe. maybe you're right, Bob. Of course I'm. You'll see. <laughs>
0: No, Chief, I'm not crazy. I saw him do it. When? Yesterday. I went over to the city hall with him yesterday when we went to Grafton. I was sitting in the office there waiting for him to see the mayor about that paint contract, you know. Yes, I know about that. Well, I went out to get a drink and I was going to walk around outside. Then I remembered I'd left my paper in the office, so I went back in to get it. And that's when I saw him. Well, what was he doing? You know those books they have around police stations that show pictures of men wanted in other towns? Mug books? Yes, yes, that's the kind. Well, there was one of them lying on the desk. When I passed by the door, I saw him look at a page in the book, and then he looked around to see if anybody was watching. Uh, Did he see you? No, no, I jumped back just then. I watched him, though, and quick as a flash, he tore a page out of the book and stuffed it into his pocket. Uh, That's awfully funny. Why should Ed Miller tear a picture out of a mug book? The most obvious answer is that there's something in that book he doesn't want people to see. But that wouldn't help any... All of our police departments have mug books. You have one?
1: Of course. Uh,
0: this is it. Uh, let's see it. Here, I, I took down the page number where he tore it out. Uh, how'd you do that? Well, just after he tore it out, he went into the mayor's office, and I slipped in and looked at the place where he tore the page out. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, page 59's the last one, then it jumps to 62. Well, it's not likely we have the same book. Let's take a look at page 16, just for luck. Oh, oh, oh too far. That's 80. 78, 74, 7, 68, 65, 62. There we are. There. My own the thing. Look at that. See? What did I tell you? <laughs> Ed. I want to talk to you. You too, Bob. What's on your mind, Chief? Know what a mug book is, Ed? I don't think so, Chief. What is it? It's a book of pictures of wanted men, men who have been convicted of crime. I see. Well, what's that to me? I'm wondering. And this is a mug book, Ed. Oh. a <laughs> yeah, pretty thick one, isn't it? There are a lot of pictures and circulars in there, Ed, men who have committed crimes. Some of them have been cut. Some of them haven't. Oh, I see. Ever been convicted of a crime, Ed? Of course he has. You know he has, too. Now, take it easy, Bob. How about it, Clark? Clark? Yes, Clark. Indian Jack Clark. Earl Jack Clark. Alias Ed Miller. How'd you find out? Take a look at page 60 in that book, Clark. Why, my name's not Clark. All right. Take a look. Ever see that she holds? Okay.
1: Yeah, that's me.
0: Why deny it? Yeah, sure, I'm Clark. Indian Jack Clark. Wanted for murder. Sentenced to hang. So what? Go on, wire him. Tell him you've got the
1: man. wonder if it did. Really. What do you mean, darling? Oh, I don't know. What does anything mean? It doesn't make any difference now. Well, you were right, Bob. I hope it's some consolation to you to know that. Rosalie? Well, you don't mean that.
0: You don't really love Ed, uh, Jack, or whatever his name is.
1: Do you, Rosalie? Oh, I... I tell you, I'm all confused. Everything's sort of fallen to pieces. I... I didn't believe it at first, but... No, I, I oh, just. not There, darling. Don't cry.
0: You'll feel better in the morning. I'll run along. Yeah. Please do, Bob. Oh, I almost forgot. There's a little box. He asked me to give it to you. Oh.
1: What is it? I don't know.
0: Why don't you open it? Oh.
1: What is it? Just a rose. A red rose.
0: In just a moment, Chief Davis will conclude our program. In the case you heard this evening, the criminal involved sought to establish his innocence with alibi. It is good to know that the reputation of Rio Grande cracked gasoline is not built upon any such flimsy foundation. When you buy a gasoline, you want performance. And when you buy Rio Grande crack, you get police car performance. The same kind that sent police cars, fire engines, and other emergency equipment swiftly, surely, and economically over 55 million miles of vital public service errands last year. I'm asking you to take the word of your city and county officials, the word of your California state and federal government as well, when I advise you to visit your nearest red and white Rio Grande station for a tank full of Rio Grande Cracks the most justly and highly recommended gasoline in the West. And now, she Hicks. Earl Clark was not the reformed or repentant criminal. A long police record stood behind Clark, marking him indelibly as an habitual and hardened criminal. He had left a trail of broken and ruined lives behind him, and more than one woman called herself his widow. Clark was returned to San Quentin, where the sentence of the court was executed against him. Another life of crime that did not pay. Thank you, Chief Davis. Los Angeles Police calling all cars. Attention all cars. A cancellation of broadcast 230 regarding a murder. The suspect in this case was hanged at San Quentin. That's all. Rolls and Bertie. This is your narrator, Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night yo grande